You're listening to Real Talk with Hugh Maddox. Out now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Let's roll this shit. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to, well, I guess, a very special episode of Talk About It with Keys and Lance. Yes, sir. We, um, we're doing a collaboration with a very special guest. Um, yes, sir. It's uh, me, Hugh Maddox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what, what else can I say? From the UK. How you doing, brother? I'm good, my G. How are you guys? Y'all yeah, feeling man. comfy? Background's looking warm right now. How's the temperature like? Warm? Very warm. 110. Very oh, mm. like legit. <laughs> if you see me take off my glasses every couple of seconds to wipe my face, it is that hot. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yep. What it's like over there? It's chilly, man. It's like winter already for us, even though it's the fall. Like that's why I'm wearing a fleece and everything. What? Lucky, bro. Uh, no way. Lucky. Must be nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just that. Just that. And what's the time over there for you? Man, uh, so let's check. Oh, yeah, it's 10.09, 10.09 p.m. Yeah, we got 5.09. So it's a five-hour difference. What? Yeah, yeah, man. 10.09. And, like, down in, down in, uh, in BC, down in Canada, and it was, like, three hours behind us. Yeah. They got all five hours ahead of us. It's real, man. My word. Yes, sir. It's all crazy. How's the... Uh, I say the atmosphere, like for the UK, it's kind of like bore, foggy, bland type of atmosphere with the people. I want that. You want that? I want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm more of like a shady kind of guy, kind of you know, like I I need my I, I need my atmosphere to be cool. Mm-hmm. Me and he don't mix. I don't know why God decided to say, hey, that guy, send him to the bombs. <laughs> Man. And it's Absolutely. funny, everyone from us want to come over there all the time. It's like... Yeah, it's you always want what you don't want. Boy, always want what exactly. you don't want. Exactly. I think we're tired of this. This constant heat every day. Always sunny. Uh, and the power going out every summer. Oh, no. Oh, shit, yeah, our, man. Our, our, our power company is garbage. So every time in the summer, every summer, power cuts out like two times a day. Boy, and you're guaranteed to get at least three island-wide blackouts. Within that summertime. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's a minimum. That's crazy. crazy. That reminds me when I was in Pakistan, load shedding all the time. You would get in the uh, car instead. Right, 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 right. I heard about this, though. I heard about this. You used to do that one day when you got off? Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> inside like 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes, sir. So, um... What I want us to talk about today was like uh, prisons and correctional facilities, man. That's cool, you? Oh, yeah, man. I'm really fascinated by that topic because I'm doing it for my dissertation. So I'm like, word? I yeah. would love to talk about that. I would All right. love to talk about that. All right. Make it happen, man. So what are you all uh, thinking about it? Well, first, first off, yeah, let's just say I don't know what, what he feels like, but I think we have one of the worst prisons in the entire world, man. Um, really? Like you and me in the same boat, bro. bro. What do you mean? Yeah, they, they had an article on it last year. Uh, someone from Barbados was saying 
all prison for the maximum security practically in your man. You know, no running water and maximum security. So mm-hmm. people they gotta um defecate and urinate in buckets and swap it out. Yep. Yeah, no windows. You got about seven, eight people in a cell was designed for three people. Yep. Mm. Ah. Man, that's crazy. Even like but is it worse than America, though? Like, how the prison system over there? Well, see, I, hold on. For me, for me, I could say yes, because my oldest brother on my mom's side, he's doing two life sentences in America right now, out of Florida. Now, I went to see him once. The process of actually going to see him before I got to America, that prison had to know that I was coming to see my brother. They, they needed my name, the correct spelling of my first, middle, and last name. Then I had to come with my government identification, which was my passport. When I got there, for one, I had I was searched literally three times. I had to come with nothing but my identification. The first search, they held my identification at the door. Yeah. And then I go through another search. Then they scan me and search me again. And then there's this final search. And then I finally get to walk through. And when you walk through, there's like this detentionalized looking cafeteria, so to, so to speak. You know what I mean? And the um, the prisoners, they have to spend money to get good food in there. You know what I mean? Like, to get good food, which is basically the same food that you can buy at a gas station anywhere in Florida, Yeah, you needed that money. And from outside, it just looks like a basic lawn. It, the entire prison is in the middle of nowhere, but it looks like a structured place to be. Disciplinary-wise, you have your pros just as well as your cons. You know what I mean? But Compared to what is here, no. There's no structure here. There's no no type of, of, of respect for being a guard here. There is no... How do I put this? How do I put this? I feel Again, like I can say that. I feel like I can say that from the Pakistan side perspective I've seen. It's because of the lack of funding and people just don't care about it. They're like, let them suffer. Let this go. Okay, minimum wage for that guard. We don't care. Yeah, and see, and, and that's the problem. Like, the difference that, that, that I've noticed, at least at the prison where my brother is in, the guards have a sense of, of, of caring for the, guard, um, for the prisoners, you know what I mean? Because they know for a fact, hey, the majority of these prisoners, they ain't going to stay here forever. Mm. You understand? So let's just make sure that by the time they come out, or even before they come out, they're getting themselves together for their families. They're getting themselves together for society because when you have a record, society already labels you. Yeah. When they label you, they're like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't get a job, or but you have you have correctional facilities that actually like cater to people like those. You know, they messed up. Now they're trying to fix themselves. Let's get them back out there. By the time they're ready, they don't come back here. Right? Yeah. Here on the other, not so much. Not so much. From you get that record, they don't care. From you in there, there's like some, the, the, the food. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just had a buddy who just um stepped out about a few weeks, definitely three months. He said he's going back again. Yeah. That's crazy, man, to think. But person in the UK. In the UK, I would say it's structured like America, but it's like at the same time overcrowded, just like America. And you're talking about a small country. So overcrowded prisons are not a good sign over here. Yeah. I mean, it's the crime rate aside then, no? Yeah, that's another thing. Like, the prison system mentality is like, we're going to punish this person. 
rather than rehabilitate them. Right. Compared to other European countries you may heard about. But that's the same with America. I don't know if it's the same with y'all as well. Uh, we don't do no rehabilitation, no reform. Yes, you got 25 years, you're doing 25 years, and it's F you. you don't wow. Care. That's it. That's it. So it's like once you, I mean, you know, you shouldn't want to go to prison in the first place, any which way. But if you go, yeah. you pretty much F the life. You ain't, you ain't going to find no um, chances to go, um, go to co- um, college. You ain't going to take up no classes or be in prison. You ain't going to do no, like, counseling or nothing. You may legit have a guy who's um, sick in the head or whatever, and he, he isn't going to get no type of help in prison. He's just going to do his time. Yeah. going to get treated like garbage. going to get treated like an animal. And it's horrible, man. Um, he had um, the superintendent of the prison. He was speaking of... Well, we're going to get help someday. We're going to get the proper funding. Yeah, and we're same gonna do old this song. You know? that. that was about two years ago. Yeah. Nothing's changing. Listen, the prison system has been the same all of my life. All 29 years of my life. Yeah. Right? But why don't they change the system? That is the question. Because what works for them works for them. It's as simple as that. Like, prime example. I don't know how it works down there in the UK where you at, but... Yeah. Down here, I, I could say crime pays. Yeah. Crime pays. The same guns and drugs that the police force claim that they take off the streets, they put right back on the streets. They don't want to talk about it. You see what I'm saying? The same informers that they have, you know, ratting out on certain dudes is the same dudes that they caught as criminals and then put those dudes back on the streets, let them do what they got to do until, uh, while it's convenient for them and even if they get caught in a crime and you go to the police officer and say, hey, I know who stole my car or I know who did this and that. They're like, yeah, if that's who it is. Let that one go. Leave it alone. Hmm. Since when? Straight up. Yeah, bro, the crime system just, just works for, for the powers that be here. Whether they like to hear it or not, I'm, I'm not a fan of the powers that be here. Yeah. And, you know, so... I'm going to tell it like it is. But how they have like countries like these European, they have done it so easily. They have changed the mentality from the system that we're not going to punish these people. We're going to educate them and rehabilitate them. Why are yeah, they see, doing I mean, this? See, that's a good mindset. I think um, for Bahamian people, like we have a, we have a very unique mindset, and not in a positive way, in a negative oh, way. Oh, okay. We, we have a complete disregard for people once they go to prison. Um, so let's just say we, we get the proper funding to um, um, bed our prison, like get um, you know beds in the prison, you get running water, whatever. They still won't have a care for the people's lives to say, you know what, let me better John. So when John comes out, he isn't going to be a menace to society anymore. He's yeah. going to have a fighting chance. Um, he could you know, potentially get a job. They won't label him right away. He's going to have a future. Even though he did a crime, he's going to do his time. He's going to get helped out. When he gets out, he'll be a different man. Now, they won't have the care now after that. You know, that's the problem right there. You know, um, I, I think in, uh, in Scotland, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you guys heard it somewhere. Yeah, I believe it's in Scotland that their prison count is so low to the point where the, um, the government is thinking about shutting it down. 
because crime is so low there and they have like what two maybe three prisoners max you see what i'm saying and i do believe I'm not saying that i know what's going on in their land but the fact of the matter is when you put someone in prison it's because they didn't have a chance to do something before their freedom was taken away exactly if you're here let me provide something for you to say hey Mm. let's try to get you like this so you don't end up back in here you know what i mean mm. and then when you're out there there's opportunities to make sure you don't end up in the situation you were in before right. and that that could come back against the high crime rates as well yeah that shit crazy though man because once you're it's not even the prison system that ruins your life it's like once you're caught by the police you have a record and that record will label you forever there this guy's that said you branded for life yeah and 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 in regards to that what you said by by the police the police don't like to hear it but if the, the truth is they're the biggest criminals running around you know what i mean like like i said earlier speaking for where we are in the world they're the ones that get the drugs they're the ones that get the guns and they push the stuff back onto the streets just to recollect it again it's like a recycling system yeah man they like mobsters man they like mobsters honestly whatever like yeah man they have the rules they can make the rules they do all that untouchable untouchable listen they are the mobs exactly. oh yeah that's true <laughs> I, I, Why I am I saying like? <laughs> they are. Yeah, they uh, are. I seen a video on um on social media like about a seven second clip. Um, this spinning disc just hit this officer in the back of the head when he was going in the vehicle in America, and he dropped to the floor. And I'm like, Captain America, I see you. We're looking out. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. But, oh, he's sorry, man. You know, you ever been to the Bahamas? What? You ever visited the Bahamas? Nah, man. I always wanted to. Just like any person in Europe, they'll be like, "Let's go to some nice Caribbean country." You know what I mean? Uh, tell you what I'll do for you. We could trade lives. You could have the Bahamas. Let me have UK. Well, let us have you pay too for the price of one. Yeah. Oh man. You love the Bahamas, man. <laughs> Straight up, man. That would be like amazing. Yo. Let me give you the heads up now. You coming to the second most expensive place in the world to live. You can manage. Oh, word. Yeah, I don't <laughs> need to think about that for one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, this is us, son. This feels like now I'm being pressured by the police. No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. No, man. So tell me something you in terms of, um, you know, prisons and correctional facilities. You know, we we do have some fully uh disturbed people, like people who really are acts of evil. You know what I mean? How you feel about the death penalty? Oh, word. Man, I hate it. Yeah. like why just why like why would you agree something because the concept itself of prison i feel like people they don't have opportunities so they have to make a mistake it's not their fault 
that the circumstance wasn't in their favor and yeah. they made the wrong decision. Instead of punishing them, we should be educating and making them better citizens. And I feel like that's what's missing in society. So the death penalty is something that the societal circumstance made the person do it. It's not his fault. Hey, if he was good, you wouldn't be doing shit like that. Uh, hmm. Now, that is true in most cases. In most cases. But in I most cases, feel, but still. Yeah, I do feel like... Okay, yeah, the death penalty shouldn't be a thing because I, don't, I feel like life is sacred. We shouldn't have the power to say, you know, I'm going to kill this guy because he did something. Yeah. But... For people that are beyond rehabilitation, like let's use for example um, Ted Bundy. Oh, you know, okay, the, okay. You know he was he was beyond <laughs> help. He was beyond help. He was. So for, people, for people like him, what's the what's the best course of action? Well, then that would be life sentence, but uh, in a really like Alcatraz like prison. Yeah, uh, never seen the light of day ever again. Uh, yeah that type of resort but not killing him in that facility yeah. you can still try your best to educate the fool that's right that's right you know in, in regards to that right because like I, I was telling someone earlier um, about a few days ago here we had an incident um, a 17 year old kid was killed by two of his friends oh, and really? I think both of the both of the guys they were 17 as well now actually well, one was 17 and one was 20. They just uh, arranged them today. Yeah, one went to, to the boys' industrial. You see what I'm saying? But in meanwhile, when one of, my, one of my schoolmates, when he got killed in school, they tried my classmate's brother, and he was 16. That's an adult. Yes, oh, he was 16 at the time. So he went immediately to prison until his court date. Where he was found um, innocent. He was found innocent on the map. Yeah. Right? Now, I go back to say this. Right? Holy crap. Where was it? What was his name? Where was it going? <laughs> I lost it. I lost in the sun. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. We, we, we still on it. We still on it, you know? Oh, uh, boy. I guess to piggyback off what Lana was saying, um, what are your thoughts on, I guess, for juveniles? You know, because just like, you know, evil adults, we do have pretty messed yeah. up kids. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on juveniles that do horrific crimes that um, you feel like they should be tried as adults or as that, juveniles? Man, firstly, like, I've seen things over here, the stats-wise, that which age group makes the most offending and then come back to prison on re-offending. And when they measured all of that, they said it's young people who keep on offending. And then since their life is over from that get-go, they're in the system for life. So it's like you don't rehabilitate these people from the beginning. Then you're actually creating the future prison system filler. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I wouldn't punish him. I would rehabilitate my best real build it as much as the government can invest. Yeah. All right. Now, in, re- in regards to that, and I, I literally remember what I was about to say, but I can skip that based on what Keith said. <laughs> okay. Um, I do remember that you were speaking to um, to someone about music and the industry about not so long ago on one of your recent episodes, right? Yeah. Now, 
with that being said, we, we know for a fact, speaking of music, that gangster rap caters to a lot of emotion, so to speak. Like, get me in the mood for gangster rap, I'm, I'm bound to lift weights, you know what I mean? Like, Straight get up. me in the mood, I'm, I'm hype. However, um, there are those in the industry that, or were in the industry that are no longer in the industry, so they could come up and open up and say, hey, you know, yeah, certain record labels, they wanted us to speak about this amount of stuff and these amount of crimes, what we do when they don't do any crime at all to influence other young folks to go out there and commit said crimes or whatnot. Um, in that regard, what do you think on that? Man, that's a big question, though. From what context? Like, exactly. Like, um, on, on music being influential on a level of causing crime in the younger society. I get it. You know, I get I, it for, I'm yeah. Sure, like, I, when you I were, get what you mean. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, like, when you were young, you used to listen to um, Eminem. 50 Cent. Uh, of course, naturally. Yeah, you know man, I mean? 50, man. I've been patiently waiting on the track. Man, but the thing about it would be, though, that now, man, there's so many people who have listened to gangster rap. Yeah. I think what the circumstance was in their favor, they never had the need to commit crimes. Now, it's those people who are, like, in inner cities. They don't have the opportunities. And then, yeah, this type of thing is subliminal messages. It's the to you leading. But people who are good, like me, we wouldn't be doing that type of shit unless we really want to, like for adrenaline. Ah, see what you just said right there. Unless we want it. Yeah. Like, I, I pay close attention to what Eminem said, like when I was a kid, and it's on uh, Never Knew I on yeah. uh, Marshall Matters LP. His words were if you would have been in my shoes, who would have thought the Slim Shady would have been something that you would have bought that would have made you get a gun and shoot at the cops? I just said it. I didn't know if you would do it or not. I'm like, yo, that means we can't really hold these guys accountable as much exactly. as they hold themselves accountable, so to speak, because there's a lot of them, they, they carry that guilt in there, believing that, you know, they did cater to assisting and helping a certain demographic to get into these um, lockdown facilities. And to an extent, they're sort of right. Because you know what it is, you got a guy who's singing gangster rap music and whatnot, and hmm. he's never committed a crime in his life. Can't tell you what weed, molly, or any other stuff looks like. Yeah. But he's singing about it in almost every song. And then the guys who's pushing that stuff, who's about that life, they pushing that, and that music is just like, yeah, I can relate to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what we call those people who just don't do the crime? White people. <laughs> Honestly, white people, man. Honestly, they're the only ones that actually don't do it. But they listen to gangster rap. I'm not even joking. I haven't seen any white person do it. You, you know, I, I I laugh because I I thought about. I don't know if you if you have heard of an artist called Slim Jesus. No, I haven't heard. What? I haven't Slim heard. Slim Jesus, fam. Listen to the man. See, yeah. You have to listen to Slim Jesus. When you, yo, Keith, have you heard Slim Jesus before? I don't know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Listen to Slim Jesus. I and go research this guy. This guy, hands down, never committed a crime in his life. 
But in, in the video, in his very first viral video, he has loads of prop guns and stuff. And then when they interviewed him, like, yo, why are you making this type of music? He's like, because that's the type of music that I like. I'm not going to make music based on my skin color. I'm going to make music what I like. And what I like is talking about killing. I like talking about drugs. Drugs, this is the music that I like. Yeah. You know? so Like I'm, Lil I'm, Dicky. <laughs> kind of just like that guy. That small penis singing fellow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a choice, is. man. It's a choice. Music, in my opinion, doesn't influence the person committing the crime. Unless the circumstances right. are so messed up, then they're like actually getting it as a subliminal, subliminal <laughs> message. But yeah, I can't even say the word right now. But yeah. Yeah, I don't think music affects or added. That's like saying, you know, kids playing Grand Theft Auto are most likely to become criminals. Exactly. But I've, been, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto for over 10 years, and I never, I, I wouldn't learn to fly. You know what I mean? So, um, so when people say, oh, remove this, remove that, I'm like, not really. It doesn't influence the cancel culture, man. Yeah, that cancel culture thing. I mean, you ruin, let go of so much comedy gold, so much just general gold nuggets uh, you can't find anywhere. Well, since we are on that topic now, how do you personally feel about like cancel culture and being PC and all that? Uh-oh. So, I don't agree with it. I'm like a moderate person myself. I'm not a right wing. I'm not a left wing. I'm just in between. I look at what's the circumstance like. And make a judgment yeah. from that. Mm. Even with this cancel culture, I feel like it's too aggressive. You're not giving the other side a chance to explain. And then unnecessarily unbearably aggressive. Yeah. That dude's coming at you for something what you did ten years ago, my G. Okay. Some forty. Why? Some forty, some twenty. Like And what, what what doesn't make sense with the cancel culture, right? They're like, yo. He did so-and-so at this amount of time, and we need an apology. And then when you come up with an apology, give it into their minds. No, it's not enough. You need to get fired. Your whole life just needs to end. Your mom needs to stop working. Like, bro, what do you mean? I just... Exactly. Sincerely. Man, and this is the extreme left, man. That's why sometimes... You know, we get annoyed with the right, but it's like for it's been for a long, long time. But with the left now, this is a new sensation of hate. You're like, ah, oh, boy, you just want to swear <laughs> at them, man. Yeah, trying to be the good guy, especially yeah. in this day and age. But um, it's a bit nuts, man. It's a bit nuts, you know. But what in, in regards to what you said and and mentioning that new level of hate. That's aggressive in this day and age, yo. Like, shout out to the people that actually protested um, down on your side of the world and took down that friggin' statue for crying out loud. I wish we would have the muchos grandes cojones and do it down here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because um, there's a statue here what we have. It's called the Christopher Columbus statue. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, enough said, enough said. Enough said. Enough said. Why is that douchebag around so many countries? Wow, yeah. wow. I'm, I'm even, even in England, man, I'm like, yo. I don't, I don't understand. It. You, golly, like, it, it baffles me. 
you? It's like, man, that guy. Even in Pakistan, you have a statue of him in university in Pakistan. Like that house. Yeah. This guy is everywhere. You serious? Please tell me you're joking. You joking? No, I'm serious. We're alive, bro. I quit life. I quit life. Nope. I quit life. No way. No, 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 no. Man, at least it's not Hitler. At least it's not. Yeah. What a sec. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in India. Yeah. Not unlikely. Not unlikely. This man slaughtered. Slaughtered, bro. Slaughtered and raped. You better be careful before you get canceled. Screw PC and cancel culture alike. I don't care. Yeah. You can't cancel what's uncancelable. How? Someone. No, 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 no. And, and then history hasn't so backwards. We've been we've been learning Hi. this stuff all our lives. Oh, Columbus thought the world was round. He wrote on the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Screw all that. Yeah. Tell me the facts. Tell me how many people he killed when he got to our life. Tell me the lies that he spoke of when 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 he got funded by the people who was on the same agenda as he was. Oh, Columbus phone America. Get the hell out of here. No, 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 no. That's hey, nonsense, man. bro. Yeah, exactly. And he praised this dude for, for how many years just to keep people oppressed in their own minds. I think since we even on this um, um, prison facility, yeah. realize this, bro. We've been in prison from day one. Whether we were in four walls, we've been in it from our school system. It took, it took them how many years to... to, to Change Columbus Day to what? National Heroes Day? That's what it is now? I like that. This man's blood clot lifetime, my guy. That's how messed up it is, man. All of our lives, we had Columbus Day. All right? And, 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 and now, oh, now, National Heroes Day. And even, even then, they still didn't go into depth with it. Because they just got accepted because now certain people are opening their eyes to the truth. Exactly. You know? Same with Churchill over here, man. How he did with people in South Africa, how he did with people in India and all that. Same with Churchill. But he, you still find his statues. Another guy. And for what? That don't make no sense. You holding an oppressor over, over the oppressed. And you letting them know, hey, as long as this statue will remain here for the next couple hundred years, you will remain oppressed. You will remain imprisoned in your own land. Exactly. Legit. Bro, this, I could go forever on this topic. All right? I didn't know it's their skin color, too. Not to start very <laughs> sore, but it's their skin color. No, no. Call a spade a spade. I just addressed this nonsense today. Skin color. I just addressed this nonsense today, bro. Man, See? but this is so fucked up shit, though. It's like in so many countries. You look at countries like South Africa, Zimbabwe. You look at then your territory. Then you look at America in general. Like, why is this in so many places? England as well. Bro, why is it still happening? And see, my problem is, right? We've been talking about it for so long. In my head, I'm done talking. But no. there, there are so many people that are still talking. I'm about that action at, at this stage in my life. Yeah. I'm about that action. You know why? I think um, people 
most countries are afraid to rebel against them now because look at Haiti. You know, oh, Haiti, yeah. did, Haiti did what no one had the courage to do. And, and then they got fucked for it. And the sad part about just, it is let's, let's be they, fair. Don't, they don't want to support other black countries to help them out. Let's exactly. Be Let, let's be fair with, 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 the, with the talks of Haiti now. I felt like Haiti allowed it. Because for one, ain't no way you're going to pull back up on me after I gained my independence from you when you were doing me and my people bad. Like, you know, holding us down and we know what we have here. Yeah. Then we gain our stuff back and then you come back somewhat. Let's say you come back like 28 years later and you're like, hey, you know, don't forget, we did this for you and we did that for you. And you're like, well, you know, I, I guess you're right. I do owe you something. No, not, no. I don't Man. owe you, Jack. The fact that you came here. Be happy that I'm entertaining your voice. Be happy that I'm allowing you in my presence, bro. Exactly. Be happy I ain't busting that. This is Sparta kick in your chest for you to go down the hall. Are you stupid? I owe you. You imprisoned me. Haiti right now is supposed to be running this trip. Yeah. Man, but that's what happens, man. It just makes us angry about it because it's been that long. But you know what? I still feel the world is just being PRing this. They're just doing it for public relation purposes, like putting on a facade. Because you saw Jacob Blake thing. It happened so many days after George Floyd. You thought things are getting better. And then bam, bam. It's no change. Nope. No change. And that's that's why I'm against the whole protest and ordeal. No more talk. We've been talking about this so long. Like, we think things change with protests. No. Legit. And no offense to Dr. Martin Luther King. They still took him out. Yeah. They still took him out. When you protest, what do they do? Still take you out. They still take away your freedom. And, and you're, you have your God-given rights. In the law, it says this. You have that right to exercise your voice. That's what protesting is. And what, what happens to protesting? You get arrested, you get kidnapped, all of this stuff from the powers that be. Yeah. Hell no. No. When I'm protesting, bro, I'm bringing all of my stuff. I am coming prepared for war because you're now endangering me. You're now endangering the people that I care for, that I'm yeah. out here protesting for. And anyone who is about to protest needs to have that mindset. Hey, from me out here, we out yeah. here, we exercising our votes. We're exercising our rights. Having... Having that being said, we also need to protect our brothers and sisters because we know these folks will come out here and they'll do this, they'll do that, they'll reprimand you, but no, we're not going to allow it. I, um, I said in an upcoming song with a, a buddy of mine called Pete Dillon, yeah. um, the one American law that a lot of folks seem to forget, citizens may resist unlawful arrest to the point of taking and arresting officers' life if necessary. Listen to that again, fam. Citizens may resist unlawful arrest to the point of taking and arresting officers' life if necessary. There ain't no way I'm about to go ahead and do this. Yeah. Put my hand behind my back and you're still punching me down to the ground. No. From here on out, it's my life on the line. If I submit it, no way. That's unlawful. I'm after you. I'm after you. Man, totally agree on that. But it's just the system is so built like that that people don't even get to know their basic rights. Yeah. 
And then they I get mean, this mob, at, mob, you know, torture. And then the thing about it, like, how you said they don't know their rights. Even if you know your rights, exercising those rights without backup and support is going to be fatal. Like, let's say, you know, what he said, someone actually exercises that right and resists an unlawful arrest. And, you know, they actually kill the officer. They're going to get fucked so hard. Even though, you know, they were doing what was right and lawful, they're going to yeah. get fucked so hard, especially without the backup, uh, without the support from people in power. Uh, and God forbid there's someone black or different minority. <laughs> we lost, bro. Yep. So it's like, how do we combat the system? Man, that's the thing. I even thought, like, you know, systems like the NBA, you thought they are favoring the minority community now better. But I don't know if you heard this basketball news. The Nets hired um, Steve Nash as the new manager. For right. Yeah. And Stephen A. actually brought this up. There's so many better coaches who have basketball experience because Steve Nash doesn't. He's never coached. Yeah. Like Mark Jackson. And you didn't even think of hiring them or asking them. Like all the black coaches, because 80% of the NBA is black. Yep. So even in organizations you thought were woke, they're even doing this systemic thing. And it's bullshit. Boy, Marlison, all the team owners and uh, uh, managers and all that, all them, you know, of course, white people. Call a spade a spade, the plantation owners. Yeah. Workers are, of course, the black people. Plantation owners and the slaves who go out there running up for four quarters at a time, exhausting themselves. And they have more slaves on the bench at a time. Hey, you go pick Cotton now. He finished for a minute. Let him rest. Get that boy some Gatorade. Let him replenish himself. Like, I don't mean to sound so extreme with it, but if you sit out and actually dwell on it, that's exactly what it is. When you exactly. look at the owners of the teams, that's exactly what it is. Well, I think we have... Michael um, Jordan is the only black yeah. owner. I didn't Jay, doesn't Jay-Z on the team too? Nah, he let go. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He was a minor owner anyways. Alright. It was, it's funny in regards to that. How we making mention of owning teams, and this is this is off the uh, the NBA thing. Um funny story, true story, Art Kelly was about to own an NFL team and then boom. Yeah. Yep. They don't want to talk about it. <laughs> they don't want to talk about it. Is there even a black owner in the NFL? I don't well, think so. Not the NFL, but you, you heard the news that The Rock, um, he bought the XFL. Oh, yeah. 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 So I guess that's something worth celebrating. A black guy owns his own football. You be a football player now, right? <laughs> Oh man, word up. We're all going to bro. I gotta get the training. But nothing's gonna beat the NFL though. The NFL is well, such a house yeah. built name. It's pop yeah. bigger than the NBA that's yeah. so popular nowadays. Yeah, naturally. I mean, but to me, I feel as if in regards to the XFL, yeah. Hands down, no disrespect to Vince McMahon. Like that's that's his creation. But because of the drive that the rock has, and because of the youth that the rock has with it, yeah. That's going to give him the drive over Vince when Vince created and owned the XFL. 
So I believe he's going to bring something incredibly different, even in the midst of COVID, to the XFL. Okay. You see what I'm saying? A, a fresh new set of talent, um, a, a different set of uh, advertising. And we know the guy, hands down, the rock mostly. He was a freaking robot. Okay, like he's always going. And it might be like, you know how the NBA and the ABA used to be back in the day. Yeah. It could be like that. Two really good organizations. I'm down to see what the future holds for it. Honestly. Like, I, I'm down. Like, legit, just this morning, this dude just revealed a new sports shoe that he was working on. And yeah. at the back of it, you're going to see the, the, you know, the, the Brahma Bull. Yeah. You're going to see the Brahma Bull on the shoe. In the box, you're going to have a card, some instructions, and his autograph. I'm excited to see what this guy is going to do for the XFL. I'm not yeah. offended anything about the NFL. I think the NFL has done many, many good things, regardless of the racial history or whatnot. But I am more anxious to see now than ever what the XFL is going to do. Yeah. Maybe anxious is the wrong word. I'm more excited. I'm way more excited about the XFL than I am the NFL. As a project, yeah, I yeah, I'm excited just like oh, I was excited for the 76ers and then well now they are what they are yeah, 76ers and then you have the Pistons oh, wait yeah. what Pistons what Pistons you know, let's uh, let's stop the flow for one second let's um, we have a segment in our regular podcast we call it um, childhood memories yeah it's basically you know that we take a memory from our childhood, our adolescence, whether it be funny, sad, just noteworthy, something um, to share on the podcast, a little memory that people don't know. Um, you down to give us a childhood memory? Man, I mean, there's so many. Well, you can just give us like one, you know, one nice. Do you want a really one. good one or do you want a really yeah. bad one? Yeah. I mean, whether it's really, really good or really, really bad, I mean, I wouldn't say this is a childhood memory, but I would say it's like a teenage memory. I would say that. So I went to my friend's house. I was driving there on my mom's Prius. And when we arrived, um, I didn't know if we were going to smoke, like smoke hash and all that. So I'm like, yeah, cool. I have to drive back as well. They're like, no, nah, don't worry. Just have this brownie. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. And two hours later, like we played some PS4. I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm stoned. I'm baked. I'm done. I'm done." <laughs> and then as I'm I'm like, oh, "Dude, can you go back?" Because it was now four hours. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's four hours now. I can go back." And as I drove the Prius, I'm saying, "Oh, thirty minutes have passed. Everything's good." A man is like literally knocking on my window, and I'm like, "I'm <laughs> road. Why is this guy knocking?" And he like, you crashed my car. <laughs> and then I come out of the car and I look at it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. And I was smiling about it. He's like, what? What is wrong with you? Uh, That's not good, good. <laughs> yeah, man wants to do it to him, right? I can't run away, guys. Hey, hey. Yeah, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Are Man, you I was smiling. I was just smiling all the time. I'm like, what? That's fast. Uh, that's, that's hysterical. What what's hysterical. What about y'all? Um, well, since it's uh, your first time doing it on this segment, 
Let me give one that I do believe that I already did. If not, this is the first time. Okay. So this is around the time that he and I, you know, were getting cool and getting to know each other. You know, and a, a bunch of other dudes around the neighborhood. Now, there were these two dudes that um, borrowed a, a video game from me. And, um, you know, I wasn't having it because they didn't really give the game back in good condition. So, naturally, I believe in discipline, not violence, yeah. discipline. So, I was about to discipline them. Yeah. They ran. I ran after them. And me trying to attempt something so stupid at the time, I was trying to attempt to bust a push-up kind of ordeal, like legit just stopped and busted the push-ups because those boys were fast. Yeah. I was going to end it with some push-ups. Oh, wow. And... It did not go the way that I wanted it to, so I kind of like tripped and fell forward, and I baseball slide on my stomach into the streets. Yeah. And while doing that, there's these chicks in the car, and they're passing, and the chick, she looks at the window, she's like... So that was incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> oh, whoa, man. Damn. That, that's my childhood memory. That's some memory. <laughs> This dude got some hella falls. <laughs> Yo! You got some crazy falls. Yo! I'll send Word, you a man. video of one of his uh, most famous falls. You see this? Do you see this? I'll send you that video another time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I tell you. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Oh, man. That's crazy, um, man. He catered to ruin in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I love people's misery and misfortune. I, Oh, same. I like to make it very awkward, though. Make it awkward. When you do it, make it awkward. That's what wow. I... Wow. I don't know you all. All right, so I got a story. It's, um, it's not funny. It's sad. And it's, yeah. it just popped in my head. Um, I don't know if it's good or bad, but basically, this was... Um, I, I got off from uh, work one night... Um, and one of my boys, he hit me up, you know, he's like, yo, um, come to this beach. You know, I got girls. I got two girls. So me and you, you have a girl, I have a girl. And wow. Um, so I'm excited. Just got off from work. Thinking I'm going to get me some pussy. It's going to be a good night. Yes, um, sir. I get to the beach, talking to the girls. Everything is good. Um, they were in his car. The girl who was there for me, she came in my car. And, you know, we were talking, we hitting off good. Um Took my dick out. She started sucking my dick. Um, <laughs> when it was time to have sex, though, like my dick just dropped instantly, bro. So Bruh. <laughs> naturally, you know, her reaction, she was pissed off. She's making fun of me now. She's calling me shrimp dick. What happened to you? And that's not next thing. No. <laughs> I, I'm feeling it. Oh, um, man. So it, it was pretty messed up for me. I don't know if that was a saving grace because I was in a relationship at the time. So maybe that was maybe. The, universe, the universe telling me, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, so it didn't happen. And a year later, me and my girlfriend, we were driving and we saw this girl on the side of the street and it was the same girl who I was supposed to have sex with. And I was like, damn. And my boy was in the back and knew the girl. So we stopped and he hailed the girl. And the girl didn't hail him on me. He hailed, she hailed my girlfriend. So my heart went from straight down because I was saying, 
she got the rat on me. Um, she didn't. It was probably such a forgettable experience. She didn't. Um, and I lived to see another day. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my memory. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. We're that is one time. crazy memory. Yeah. yeah. That was in my past. I'm a different guy now. You didn't it think about the decisions. <laughs> it just says <laughs> that, yeah, universe is a joke sometimes. <laughs> Uh, I thought my childhood memory was bad. The two of y'all just <laughs> some road. <laughs> Man, it's bad out here. Crashing, people car while still driving. Lord. You are just slip dicking it. <laughs> <laughs> Me with that baseball slide for forty-five. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, buddy. That's the time. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, so where can um, people find you here? Just so they could listen to your podcast, check it Man, out it's like that. everywhere. Like You can find it on Spotify, Overcast, Google, Apple. Everywhere. Besides YouTube, because I'm not on that shit yet. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, I feel it, man. What made you want to start podcasting anyway? I don't know, man. It's just like therapeutic for me when I do it. Plus, I like talking to people about important discussions like this police reform or the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. So I was like, yeah, let's hear people's two cents about it. What about you guys? Um, before we get to that, because we have to speak on that together. Yeah. In regards to the Black Lives Matter uh, situation, I want you to take a listen to Busy Bones' most recent song called Black Milk. Black and, yeah, when you do it, get back to me. All right. Now, in regards to what made us start, you want to start? <laughs> uh, so basically, um, you know, me and this guy, we uh, originally we, we were going to start a YouTube channel. That's, it's still in the works. Yeah. Um, this one's just going to be our second YouTube channel. Yeah. All right. Um, but we put it on pause for whatever reason. And I listened to a podcast. Do you know um, David Dobrik? Yeah. Yeah, so I was listening to David uh, David Dobrik's podcast. And he had an ad for Anchor. And, you know, talking about it was the easiest way to make a podcast. And I said, you know what? Man, this guy, we're funny. We can talk about serious things. So let's just give it a shot. So I hit him up about it. And he was down for it. Yeah, because um, I had my own podcast coming on the way. Yeah, so <laughs> like, why, why not tag team it up, you know? Hey, that's we just better, man. We just did it. The, the original name was supposed to be a Pillow Talk podcast. And it was a weird name for two guys. But Bruh, I thought it would have uh, been like... <laughs> let that sink in. I thought it would have been attention grabbing, like Pillow Talk. You're saying Pillow Talk. <laughs> No, right? No, right? So, so um, after we've done one episode, we've done one episode of Pillow Talk. And you can find that out on our YouTube page, talk about it with you. Very, yeah. very bad. Very bad. Aye. But hands down, the best edit I have ever done. <laughs> okay. Hands down, the best edit I have ever done. So we did the episode, and I come back to him about a week later. I'm like, yo. Mine's not feeling this. He's like, what do you mean? It's attention grabbing. I'm like, 
I am about that life. <laughs> exactly, bro. Duh. So he's like, okay, so what, what do you think we should do? Now, <laughs> with doing the very first episode, we took it by storm. Yeah. We did the first episode that day. We did the theme song that day. We did the introduction that day. Like we, in one afternoon, this was um, Boxing Day, the day after Christmas yeah. last year. And from then we were like, all right, boom. This is what it's going to be. So the very next episode, we went from Pillow Talk to Talk About It with Keys and Lance. Because there's a bunch of other Talk About It out there. Yeah. But there is no Talk About It with Keys and Lance. Straight up. That's how we are now. I mean, we decided to use our voices not only for, you know, comedy purposes, but to also address the stuff with a lot of people, especially in, you know, our society just ain't addressing or got the balls to address. Yeah, I'm just scared about it, man. That's how we got to where we are, man. We ain't PC. We ain't afraid of cancel culture. Exactly, straight up. None of this bullshit, just real talk. You know, no major company can shut you down or control you. Well, 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 Spotify is still listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they did, they did dirty to Joe Budden, if you know what they did. Like, nah, I heard man. About that. Yeah. I heard about that. Now, see, and, and speaking of that, Dredd, we need a platform that's just for us that allows us to be free. Yeah. Because even YouTube now in this generation has become so PC. You, you no longer have your freedom to do anything anymore. Even back in the day, like all the good music you could have used, like shout out to Vine. When yeah. Vine was good, every man, look, I can't Six seconds. Talk about it feeling bad. Speaking about your platform, um, Nick Cannon is the perfect example. Mm-hmm. His own show, you know, he, fighting to get back right now based on his personal opinions that he spoke. Yep. Ah, boy. Man, and that was bullshit, the aftermath of it. I was just so annoyed. I'm like, y'all let so many people walk away because of that. Like, Louis C.K. had done bullshit like that before he got caught for his public masturbation thing, whatever that was. Uh, Well, um, uh, the talk is now that Nick and his, his lawyers, they're coming together to not only come back for his show, his yeah. show, but they also, they're also suing Viacom for about $1.5 billion because they feel as if that's beyond fair enough for the, the amount of money that Nick Cannon made for the company over yeah. the years. And to me, that's a small amount compared to what Nick did bring in for Viacom. That is a small amount. Yeah. 1.5 bill, that ain't no money. Not for what you already gave. Nah, son. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. I mean, we about, about to see the smoke in a second. I just want to see what happens when the smoke clears. Yeah. Are we too reactive, though, nowadays? I feel like we as society are even being too much reactive to everything. Overly sensitive, uh-huh. overly sensitive. Facts are, hey, cultural appropriation. Um, yeah. I, I, showed, I showed you the Adele picture. I, I, I seen it before you showed me. There yeah. was a, you saw the picture of Adele with the Bantu knots in her hair. Yeah. And the, and the Jamaican um, top. Oh, Jamaican I saw top. that. Yeah. yeah I, know yeah. What 
I personally thought she looked amazing. I didn't see nothing wrong what she did, but wife people were coming for her life saying she's trying to steal oh, culture. Oh, you Jamaican, da 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 da. Yeah. Just chewing her head right off. You know? And for wow. what? At the end of the day, I see that as a sense of appreciation for the culture. Speaking for me, what I saw, I saw Adele appreciating the Jamaican culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for, and I'm probably going to get flagged for this, but I don't care. But anyway, hear me listening. For y'all to feel some type of way about how she was wearing it, you're all a bunch of frauds yourselves. Because why? How many Bahamians we got here on a regular making Jamaican music, speaking in the Jamaican dialect? Get out of here with that nonsense before you come for this chick. Exactly. Even people from Africa, man, in general. Come on, fam. Before you even come for this one woman, go for the people in South Africa. Before you even speak to her, like, get your, get your stuff together first. Yeah, Before, check man, yourself. Jeez Louise. And you can't do anything about it, man. This world is going to be more sensitive day by day. Yeah, sadly. Sadly. I, I feel like I'm stuck in a dream I can't wake up. Yeah. You can't do anything about it except just I don't remind me of my depression. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or you could just be like, it is what it is. Uh, uh, listen, I've, I've been fighting this stuff so long. Mm. And as a conscious artist, when you become more aware of this stuff, like it becomes a whole lot more difficult to watch, you know? Yeah. Like I dropped I dropped um one of my songs called Piano Dream uh, uh, about two months ago. Immediately after that, what I want to drop is another song called The Cycle. Yeah. And it's painful now when I write and when I go in the booth and I, I say these things because at the end of the day, like this isn't stuff what I see happening only in you know? us. Yeah. This is stuff that I'm also experiencing. But everyone's like, oh, man, yeah, yeah. I feel what you're saying. Yeah, you don't. You don't, though. And even if you do, what are you doing about it? Yeah. A shout out to these stuff for, for us <laughs> being able to use these. Yeah. To use your voice and for us to use our voice on these set platforms and whatnot. Because yeah. a lot of people got stuff to say. Straight up, man. Yeah, sure. It was refreshing anyways, guys, just talking to you. Collaborating. Yeah, likewise, bro. And, yeah, folks, look out for more to come. Yeah. Hopefully. Definitely. I'm down for it. Y'all take care of yourself. Enjoy Likewise, the rest of the day. Yeah, my yeah,